What's up, Webheads? Welcome back to the Webheads podcast. It's me, Steven. I'm here with my brother, <laughs> DeMarco. Every time. I know. I always say I'm not going to do it, and I always do it. I was going to say something, but <laughs> <laughs> my mind isn't working right now. It's all right. I have a headache today, so I'm moving kind of kind of slow. Um, today is our annual Christmas episode. Yay. This is the... I know all the sounds to that song. Yeah, you know all the lyrics? <laughs> Shit, man. <laughs> You're hella good. Um, yeah, today is our this is our annual Christmas episode. Yep. Our third one. Yep. Actually, I don't know if we did one last year, honestly. Is it a Christmas episode or is it a, a holiday episode? Are we going to be inclusive or are we going to say no one can listen to this? <laughs> this is our December episode. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I got bigger things going on <laughs> to figure out what we're calling it. This is, uh, <laughs> I want to say this is our holiday episode, but um, we only read Christmas stories. Yeah. So, uh, take it how you will. Sorry, guys. Um, but yeah, we're, this is our Christmas episode. We try to get one done every year. Uh, we, we didn't do anything for Thanksgiving. Nope. Um. Because who needs it? Who needs it? I don't celebrate Thanksgiving anyway. All I did was eat that day. Yeah. You know what else I eat? Every other day. Nothing special. This is my my stance against Thanksgiving from here on out. Yeah. I don't like it, but I, <laughs> I'll go <laughs> if you invite me. Yeah. And he was, he was at my house. He ate a lot. <laughs> I was surprised with how big my plate was. There was just a lot of food. <laughs> I got like small portions of everything. It's just a lot. I heard my man Gabe brought his uh, his own to go containers. <laughs> I was wondering where he got those from. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay. Fariel's grandma brought her own too. <laughs> I got a I got a bone to pick with Fariel's mom. Oh boy! All right, <laughs> let's get started. Let's hit that theme song first. The. <laughs> Here. First of all, I want to say I love Ariel's mom. She's such a nice woman. Mm-hmm. Always welcoming and treats me like her own kid. She's a sweet baby angel. <laughs> but when we were leaving, I was like, you know, getting my to-go plate and everything. Mm. And I made my way to the, the chicken and the ribs. And she was there. So she was like, oh, let me let me just give you some. I was like, all right. So she, uh, you know, she takes the plate, puts some chicken on there. Puts uh, one of the, the ribs on there. Mm-hmm. I'm like, cool. Get home the next day. I'm working. I'm like, yeah, let me warm up this food. <laughs> I go to eat the chicken. It's like the spine of the chicken where there's no meat <laughs> on it. And the rib was just all fat. And we don't have a microwave at home, so we use our toaster oven. Mm-hmm. So it warmed up most of the food except for the, the rib. Yeah. So when I bit into it, and it was all fat. Have you ever eaten just cold fat? Uh, I've bitten into just cold fat. Yeah, and, it and it's just, it's like toothpaste. Yeah. And it's just a mouthful of that and barbecue sauce. Yeah. And I was, after that, I was not hungry anymore. Uh, I'm going to tell her. <laughs> I'll let her know. Again, still love her. Mm-hmm. Wonderful person. 
She's a great person. I so we we were able to get out most of the uh, leftovers. Mm. So we only had a little bit to eat ourselves, which is fine um, because we're going on vacation in a few days. Mm. Um, well, I guess when this comes out, we'll have already been back from vacation. But um, yeah, she left us like Ferio doesn't eat beef, so. Uh, the ribs were pretty much for me. Mm. So there was like five or six that were left in there. And like one of them was mainly just bone. And two of them were like just nothing but fat. <laughs> and of course, it was like the last one that I wanted to eat. I, I was like, I had two for lunch the next day. Mm. And then I was like, I'll eat the last one later. Just like, just chill out. And then I went back to heat up the last one. All fat. And it was hot fat. It was all nice and warm and everything. I See, bit into it. I had barbecue sauce all over my face. <laughs> and then nothing but a mouthful of fat. I don't I wouldn't I don't mind if it's hot. You know, if it's chewy, yeah. But when it's like that soft, like toothpaste texture and it was just like it was all I could feel it on my teeth for like the longest. Yeah, I um I was not a fan of it <laughs> at all. I was very upset that that happened. <laughs> and, um... Well. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. The static's gone. I think that's what this fourth channel was doing this whole time. <laughs> it's like, it's kind of weird that I don't hear it now. I can turn it back up, I guess. We've been recording this show for about two and a half years now. The listeners can't hear it, but there's like a constant stream of static in the background of our headphones. When we record. every, It's always been there. Yeah. And it just it sounds like, yeah, your TV's just on, on a static channel, just in your ear the whole time. Yeah. I get used to it. You know, it's almost like a... Like a just a constant noise, but when you turned it down right now, it was it, just I, I yeah I finally <laughs> just turned this knob all the way down, and then the sound went away, and it was like, you know when you can audibly hear your refrigerator running yeah for a really long time, and then all of a sudden it just kind of like stops, and you're like, but you weren't paying attention to it at all, but you noticed that it stopped yeah it was that yeah it was uh, awkward yeah. <laughs> I kind of like... It's almost like there's a third person that just left the room. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, he's gone. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I guess we'll leave it for now. The next one, I'll turn it down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Thanksgiving was cool. Um, what else? What else? What else? My man, CM Punk. Oh, yeah. He came back. <laughs> he finally came back to WWE. And apparently other wrestlers are not very happy about it. Yeah, I've seen that. I couldn't tell if it was just like, if it was real or, I mean, I, if those were real reactions or if they were there like was, playing So it up they were the, doing a War Games match. Uh, uh, and for those of you who don't know, it's two rings inside of a cage. And they're just, there's uh, 10 people and they're just fighting. A t- team, Two teams of five fighting against each other. And then... Uh, Randy Orton came back after being gone for like a year and a half. Um, so he was there. And then the match finished a few minutes after Randy Orton came out. And um, then they uh, they end the match. People are 
doing what they do, raising their hands, all that stuff. The camera pans out a little bit. They put the little uh, trademark marker in the corner and everything to let you know the show's over. And then um, out of nowhere, CM Punk's music just hits. And there had been rumors of him coming back because it was in Chicago and that's where he's from. Mm. Um, but every time they go to Chicago, that yeah. if he's not signed somewhere else, that's been a rumor for the last 10 years. Oh, what if he comes back? What if he comes back? And then I think it was last year. He went to AEW. That didn't go well. Um, He seems to have a problem with people everywhere he goes, or at least cause it. There's some sort of. I think that his character that he's kind of always played on TV is exactly who he is in real life. Like he's uh, he's always been like that straight edge character. The I don't need drugs, alcohol. Like, but it on TV he's always kind of had that like. I'm better than you because I'm straight edge mm. vibe to him. And I'm pretty sure he's kind of like, uh, I'm pretty sure he's not too far off from his actual character <laughs> in real life. And um, yeah, AEW didn't go well at all. But there's still, it seems like there's still like a lot of wrestlers that are like excited that he's there. Because in the, in the ring, Randy Orton was there. They were, like, waving to each other. Um, Jay Uso didn't seem to have a care in the world about what was going on. The only one who seemed visibly, like, pissed off was Seth Rollins. Yeah. But he's come out in, like, interviews over, like, the last couple of years. And, like, oh, would you ever be okay with, like, CM Punk coming back? And he's always been, like, no, fuck him. Like, screw that guy. I don't ever want to see him again. To be – you saw the video, though? Yeah. To be that upset, yeah, I feel like there has to be something else behind it, and like unless it's fake. It, well, what kind of threw me off was like, uh, yeah, he was like visibly upset, mm-hmm. but for the wrestlers not to also know what's going on too, you know, like yeah, they said um, CM Punk talked to Triple H because Triple H runs everything now, so they talked last week for an hour on the phone. And then, as of when the show started yesterday, he hadn't signed a contract. Mm. And then they said in the last hour of the show, which is about how long that match took, um, they had cleared out an area, brought him in. No one saw him in there. And then Triple H sent him out. <laughs> it's it. Uh, I definitely touched my eye with the fingers that I used to pick up jalapenos twenty minutes ago. <laughs> Um, so that hurts, um, but I'm excited for him to come back. I'm excited. I mean, I don't watch wrestling at all anymore. Um, but when I did watch, you know, all those years ago, he was like, it was always cool to see him on there. Yeah. But has it been 10 years since he's, uh, if not 10, it's pretty close to 10. Damn. Yeah. Because he, he like MMA fighting for like three or four years, something like that. Mm-hmm. Didn't do too well over there. And then um, I don't remember him really doing anything between then. Yeah, I know he. Did. I know he was working on a show. Yeah. Um, I think it was that show Glow on oh, Netflix. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he was like, um, what's the word for it? Like a consultant? Yeah. 
I know he wrote a couple comic books. Yeah, I think that was right after he left. And then he did... He was in a movie, too. Uh, it was like a horror movie. Yeah. And then I think... <clears throat> was he on that show, Hills? On Stars? I think so. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't him on Glow, then. But I don't know. <clears throat> He's back now. He's supposed to be uh, on Raw... Uh, Monday. Monday in Nashville. And they, from what they're saying, he signed a, a contract uh, for a couple of years. So, let's see how it goes. I can only imagine they're going to stick him with Seth Rollins first. <laughs> and that's going to be a fucking nightmare. They're, I feel like, yeah, they're going to they're gonna make them have like this whole... Uh, you know, drama. Like, when are they going to fight? When are they going to... Mm-hmm. They're only going to give him like a... I don't know if there's anybody else you can put him against on. Is that the first? No. They're definitely going to have like a pay-per-view match or something, though. Yeah, well, I think the next pay-per-view... They're going to build up to it. And WrestleMania is right around the corner, too. Well, five months, but... Four or five months. That's enough time to build up to... Yeah, just have him fight like other people until then, and then, but have him keep crossing paths with Seth Rollins. Yeah, and then just have him like that last month and a half before, just have it just all go to shit, and they just like going at each other, because they can both talk, and they can both talk a lot of shit. I'm ready for it. Can be fun. Um, that's that's the, been wrestle talk. That's been wrestle talk on the webheads. <laughs> And we never t- talked about that wrestling match in Spider-Man was with Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> we should get into that one of these days. Got you for three minutes. <laughs> oh, brother. Um, what else is going on? Nothing. I got comic books stacked up at Crush that I haven't picked up yet. How could you? I, they are paid for, so they're really just holding them for me. Um, but, I, I, yeah, I probably won't be able to get out there until after we come back. So, we'll see. I'll get them eventually. I just read, what did I just read? Oh, the Books of Doom. Hmm. It's a... Uh, Kind of like an origin story for Doctor Doom. Goes through like his whole history from when he was like a kid to uh, being the leader of Latveria. That's pretty cool. It's like six issues. Um, What's it called? Books of Doom. Oh. Came out in 2000... I want to say six or eight. Oh. Yeah. But yeah, it's pretty good. Check it out. Have you... uh been keeping up with any of like the mcu news rumors uh yeah i saw um is marvel supposed to get a second season yeah i just saw that this morning that they're discussing maybe giving her second season moon knight second season she hulk yeah um i saw that shang chi is supposed to get a second movie And what else? 
I think that was it. There's been a lot of talk about the whole Johns and Majors like being replaced, and mm-hmm. they're switching the story of everything of the Avengers movies and this and that. And I don't know how to feel about it. Because uh, has is he is he I because I haven't looked that far into it. Has he been? Uh, no, I think the trial date is coming up at some point. I think it was postponed, and then it's coming up. Because I know they had proof that she had lied about what she said. Yeah, I, I haven't followed any of like the yeah he said she said parts. I've just been following like just reading the headlines pretty much and yeah. But if he did it, yeah, you got to get rid of him. Yeah. Um. And but I I guess I understand the movie side of it too because you can't. You can't really wait for the case to be over to decide if you're going to keep him around or not. Um, because those cases can go for years. Yeah. And if it goes for years, they, they might not decide that until maybe after the Avengers movie is supposed to come out. Yeah. So if that's the case, like, you're kind of screwed if he did do it. But it is, it is messed up, too, that, like, Kind of lose your job off of an allegation if it's not true. Yeah. Unless you're Josh Giddy from the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder, he looks like a creep. Well, I keep seeing his name online, but I haven't like looked into. He's a well, he's a basketball player. Oh, okay. Now um, I get it. I and, remember. Yeah. <laughs> Put two but, and two together. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, you guys need to bench his ass for a bit. <laughs> Figure that out first. And I don't think he's a pivotal part of your starting five. <laughs> and meanwhile, John Morant's been sitting at home for the last two months. Because he showed you guys that he had a gun. <laughs> Jesus, I don't get it. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, at this point... I'm fine if they like if they just wait a couple years before we get like any sort of king anything. Mm-hmm. I just want movies. Mm-hmm. I just want to have them like I still feel like we're getting a lot even though we haven't really gotten a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. And I feel like with everything that we've gotten kind of up to this point it's been fun for the most part but yeah for a lot of it i'm just kind of like all right what what are we working towards you know i wish they had um thought of that whole marvel spotlight thing at the beginning yeah of the disney plus stuff that way like you're you're not Getting, I think if they had done that, they might not have gotten all the, what is this leading to? Where is this yeah. going? Like, all this confusion from everybody, it's because, especially because you still had people from, like the end game hype, mm. at the very beginning, and they're like, what does this lead to? Where is it going? I don't understand. But if you had that Marvel spotlight thing where it's like, oh, you don't need to know anything else yeah. that's going on to get this, it clears everything up. Because yeah. then it's it. It's still in that universe, but it separates it as like a, it's just happening. Yeah. 
And you can make that just the TV shows part mm-hmm. and then just leave the movies for, you know, the yeah. people who only see the movies or whatever. Did we talk about the Marvels yet? Uh, not on the show. Okay. Yeah, but we've seen the Marvels. Um, yeah. I thought it was a fun movie. I didn't think it was bad. Um, there's, it really leaned into the comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I didn't. I didn't think it was like a bad movie or anything. I I had fun. I, mm-hmm. I liked the characters. Um, yeah, I mean the villain wasn't all that great, but I felt like it was more of a, a personal movie than it was like a save fight the villain save the world type thing. Mm-hmm. I, a lot of people online I was seeing were just like, oh, the villain like again Marvel's doing the the nameless villain or. You know, not giving the villain enough time to, like, mm-hmm. really build up. Yeah. But I don't feel like you always need to have that. Sometimes you just need to have a story where these the main characters are kind of building a relationship and, like, becoming, you know, who we know they, they become. Yeah. Um, so I had a good time with it. I liked it. Yeah. Um, I was a fan of the humor that was in it. Um. It didn't take itself, like, too seriously. Mm. Um, the three of them together worked really well. Yeah. I, Amon Vellani killed it. She was really good. Yeah. I mean, I really liked her in Miss Marvel, too, but I felt like she was, like, now she's, like, she's Miss Marvel for sure. Like, yeah. She and her parents were so good in it. <laughs> like, yeah. It was just, for me, it was just a really good movie. Mm. Um, Monica Rambeau was really good in it. Um, When she, at the end, when she, spoiler alert for those who haven't seen it, skip ahead like four or five minutes. (laughs) Um, When she closes off the the tear Mm. in space and then goes through the other side, I'm like, there's no way I I immediately knew there's no way that she's dead, because mm. it, it it just didn't feel yeah. like a death. But I was like I don't like, where does where is she? Um, and then we see it in the post credit post credit scene, post-credit scene. Or yeah. Um, then we get some X Men uh, teasers in there. Mm. So I'm uh. I'm interested. I, Shout out to uh, what's it, Nia DaCosta, mm-hmm. the director, the f- uh, highest grossing directorial movie for a black woman. Oh, cool! Ever. And even and that and that's saying a lot because they're saying the movie didn't even like perform like super well. Yeah. So for that to be like the highest is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, shout out to her. I feel like um, a lot of people are, like wanted this movie to fail, mm-hmm. and I. We all know it's just because people, there's people online who don't want to see a movie do well just because of the actress in it. Mm-hmm. This one in particular, who really has never done anything. I don't understand to have people the, hate her this much. The odd hate for Brie Larson. Yeah, it's so like. Okay, cool. If you wanted a different actress to play the part, cool. 
I get it. But you guys probably would have done the same thing with a different actress. Yeah. Like, the fact that it's... You guys are only giving her that much hate because... I, because this is because she's a woman. Yeah, that's all it is. That's it. And it tripled it all worse when there's going to be three lead women in mm-hmm. the movie. Two of them are women of color. Two women of color. You guys are just like, nope, not doing it. And I, and I don't attribute the lackluster box office to just those people. No. Um I mean, it can, it's a number of factors. Disney Plus, like, people just want to wait for, mm-hmm. you know, the movie to show up there. Or the writers, or the, the actor strike, strike was going it's on. It's probably the worst part of it. So there was no publicity. Like, people just kind of forgot, like, movies We talked out. about, uh, I think it was a few episodes back. Like, I didn't, I, we're in this all the time. Yeah. And I had no idea when that movie came out. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know if it was the end of the month, the beginning. You, you, you don't really notice how much... Like the the actors and act or the, the actors and the directors and everybody hype up a movie to get you excited for it until yeah. like the writer like the strike happened. Because mm-hmm. I mean I, I I usually know dates for all the movies. You know when's it coming out. Uh, the trailer came out here. This person's talking about this and that. Mm-hmm. But like because we didn't get any of that. Like I knew the movie's coming out in November, but with everything going on in my life, I was like, oh yeah, that is coming out. When's it coming out? Like, I just knew it was somewhere in this month. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I just feel like if it had more of a push uh, and if it kind of led more or kind of gave that feeling like, oh, this will lead you into something else, and mm. you know, then I feel like it would have did better. But uh, overall, yeah, I still thought it was a good movie. Yeah, I was a little disappointed in just the fact that my theater wasn't full. Yeah. Like, I I bought my tickets to, literally the day before. Same. And I found the exact seat I wanted. Yeah. Like, nobody was there. And I even went to the, the theater that had the cushy seats and everything. <laughs> um, Yeah, nobody was there. It was, it was maybe like 40 people in there, mm. something like that. But either way, I, I liked it. I thought it was funny. Um. I liked Brie Larson, or I liked Captain Marvel, like, kind of breaking out of that shell, like, the, like, having to, like, because we, and honestly, we haven't really seen her that much. Mm-mm. Only in that movie, her movie, and then, uh, Endgame. Endgame, a little bit. Yeah. And, is she in something else? Oh, Shang-Chi, but, like, very briefly. Yeah. But it's, like, she started off the movie, like, kind of, like, closed off. Yeah. And then, like, with the other two coming in, like, she, like, opened up and, like, relaxed a little bit. Um, but, yeah, it was great. I liked it. You think, so I'll go into that mid-credit scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, spoiler for anybody who hasn't seen it. Yeah, I told <laughs> Just you keep guys. skipping ahead. <laughs> Just keep in that, that plus 15. Uh, so Beast shows up. Yeah, and he looks very similar to like how he looks in the, in the old cartoon. Mm-hmm. Do you think, with Marvel Studios bringing it, that's going to be like the same universe, as where Monica, went? Like the same X Men. 
I because I would was, hope so. Yeah, I would hope so. Um, I I don't know for sure. I mean, we're we're still in the multiverse saga, mm. so yeah, it could be like. The the only thing that makes it tough is that like if that's the same universe, um, if you bring them in, to the the six one six like Kevin Feige likes to call it, then it's gonna throw people off because the voice actors won't be the same. Mm. And maybe people won't care about it. Yeah, I mean, like, but, I feel like people who pay attention like us would yeah. maybe care. Mm-hmm. But overall, I feel like just the regular people, you know. Yeah. Hey, I watched X-Men in the 90s, you know, when the cartoon came out. I'm going to go see the movies now. Oh, the same character. Da, da, da. I, I think it would it would be cool, I think, if they did do that. Like just, bring them all to live action? Yeah, mm-hmm. just because... It would already kind of give them that established, like, it's the same characters, you know. If you watch the cartoon in the 90s, you know these characters. If you yeah. haven't, it's the same characters. It, you can watch both. And it kind of gives them that uh, sort of backstory already, mm-hmm. you know, that they don't have to give them all these movies. Um, you just kind of have to just watch the cartoon or whatever, which is kind of what Star Wars does in a way, like... Not everybody watches the, the animated stuff, but yeah. they still bring in some of those characters to like sort of get a feel for who those characters are, mm. and so it, it's it kind of makes it a little easier. That's what they did with uh, was it Ahsoka, yeah. Osaka. Yeah. So all that was animated, and then they they brought those characters over. Um, I think if they if they do that with the X Men, because that's kind of what yeah, I, I guess I, the, having different voices wouldn't matter. Yeah. At all, because as long as and most of the time they're all <laughs> makeup anyway. Yeah. So as long as the voice is similar, because uh, that's when I when they first announced that they were bringing the X Men animated series back, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, it's under the Marvel Studios banner. At the time, I don't think we had any multiverse stuff. No, so we're like, okay, how's this connect to the overall stuff? Mm-hmm. But now that we we have everything and. You know, we're getting X-Men down the line. We've already got Charles. We already had... We got Beast. We're getting Deadpool next year. Mm-hmm. So, I think it just makes sense to have the animated series just roll into the movies. and. Yeah, I'm interested. Like, I guess if that's the case, like, do we see Monica in the X-Men show? Like, do you think that they're... You know, like, like, how do you think they'll switch it from, like, animated to live action, like, in the show? I think, so, the show is X-Men 97, right? Yeah. If it follow, if it picks up really, really from where the show ended, mm-hmm. I mean, what is that, 26 years? 26 year difference from then to now. Oh, yeah, so we won't see Monica. Yeah, we wouldn't see Monica, but yeah. the only thing would be like, where do the characters are aging twenty six years? So, are you bringing in actors to be older X Men, 
or are you going do you ignore it or it, i mean then you can just say okay it's a different universe but mm-hmm. uh i would like to i my in the perfect world i would like to see the animated be the same universe that monica ends up in yeah but in terms of everybody's age and where they are it probably doesn't make sense unless it's like a because you know how they say time is kind of just like in a, a circle and not in like a straight line. Mm-hmm. So like maybe their 97 isn't like where our 97 was. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's maybe it's uh, their 97 is closer to because in our time in the movie timeline, it's 20 or 2025 or six or something like that. Something like that. So maybe that happens. I don't know. Or maybe at the end of ninety the the season they do a time jump or something. Maybe. But even then, yeah, it's tough because it's maybe the X Men go off in some other place and or they don't time moves differently. So yeah. maybe they're only there for a year or two or something and they come back twenty six years have passed. Or they do a days of future past thing. Oh that too. Again, I don't know. We'll see. I would want to see. Uh, I want to see because I feel like it's going to lead to like a um, Secret Wars. I think is going to be like an Avengers versus X Men movie. Do you talk? I think does King Dynasty come first or Secret Wars? King Dynasty. Cause I think maybe King Dynasty. I feel like they need an X Men versus Avengers movie, or maybe not. Like it won't be the central mm-hmm. conflict of the movie, but I think it we're gonna at least see some Avengers fighting X Men. Because they're they've already did the, talked about incursions, and we know Secret Wars is coming. Maybe so, like a Civil War kind of thing again. Yeah, maybe the last earths to you know collide because in the comic book they had that last issue where Mm -hmm. the two universe the two hero teams were fighting each other yeah so what if they do a secret wars slash x-men versus avengers where they're just fighting to save each other's universe and then they both fail and that's where we get secret wars going into it yeah you have to um I guess that would work. I feel like we'd have to. I don't know why I feel like we're lagging on like getting X Men like in the universe fully. Like it feels like there's not many opportunities between now and those movies to give us. I mean, unless like the end credit scenes for like a lot of the stuff that's coming is gonna have. Yeah. I mean, we still have Deadpool next year, so who knows what's gonna. I feel like Deadpool's going to be the most telling of mm-hmm. what's to come yeah. out of everything. I'm hoping that's the one where it's just sort of like puts everything back on track where it's like, okay, here's the plain vision. Here's yeah. what's going to happen. No more wondering what's happening, who's doing what. Like, here's the plan. <laughs> I hope so. Because they, they, yeah, Deadpool's the only movie we're getting next year. That's really the only thing we're getting. Yeah, and then 
they pushed Captain America to 2025. Yeah. And they pushed something up. Thunderbolts? Yeah. Yeah, so those two got pushed to 2025. Oh, that's one thing I was going to ask. So, you know how there's all these rumors about a Young Avengers team? Mm. Do you think it's they'll do the champions instead since it seems like uh, Miss Marvel is the one going around recruiting people? And she was like the leader of the champions? That was the thing because like when the rumors first started, it's like, oh, here they're gathering all the, you know, younger Avengers or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was like, Kamala's, she was never on like a young Avengers team. Yeah. She was just always on the champions. So I was like, are they going to do champions and young Avengers? But there's not enough people to do champions. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like it's going to be a, a young Avenger. She's going to be a new person. Cause they've introduced everybody else already. Yeah, it looks like uh, Wanda's kids are going to be in uh, Agatha's show. Yeah. Um, At least one of them. Yeah, Billy. And... Yeah, who else? I don't know who else they put in there. Yeah, we saw Kate, Cassie, we've seen... Um, what's his name? Eli? Eli Bradley? Yeah. Yeah. And then we saw Scar. Who else is on the team? There was someone else that they introduced. Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, they're, they're putting all these characters in there. At some point, we got to see them team up. and we'll see how it goes. Would you want a movie or a show? A movie. Just because I feel like if they give us a show, it's going to be six episodes of them just getting the team together and not fighting. Yeah. Like, I feel like if they give us a movie, we can do maybe 15, 20 minutes of her going around recruiting everybody. Um... And then just get to the business after that. They should do one shots of like, like mm-hmm. Marvel the Marvel Presents. Yeah. And then just kind of each episode, or like yeah, each episode is just how that character gets their power, or like if we need to catch up with anybody, like mm-hmm. here's how they get to that point. Because yeah, if they do a movie, it's gonna be too quick for especially like a lot of the characters True. that were introduced in the shows is yeah because they, they i don't know why marvel stopped doing those one shots they, they did the yeah they did the first they were doing the ones attached to the dvds mm-hmm. and then they did the was it marvel studios presents that's what they did for uh werewolf by night yeah and then now they're doing the spotlights. Yeah. But even if you did like those ones that were with the DVDs, the little 10, 15 minute ones, mm. give us like six or seven of those, however many people you're going to put on the team. Yeah. Drop one like every week and then give us the movie. Yeah. Like, I don't, you don't have to give me 30, 40 minutes of them recruiting yeah. every character. 
I don't need the full backstory for, you know, why this kid has powers mm-hmm. or anything. Just get the team together. It could be animated, too. I don't even care. I wouldn't be mad at it. As long as animation is cool and, you know. What If is uh, coming out, I think, in two weeks after this episode. Yeah. They're doing a new episode every day for nine days. Yeah. That's crazy. That's interesting. That's a good way to get people to watch it, I think. Yeah. And it's... I guess I th- well I guess it takes you to New Year's right? Cause when, a, when does it premiere? I think the twenty third. Oh, then yeah. Yeah, that makes sense then. Cause I was gonna say why not end it at Christmas, but forgot that not everybody celebrates. So New Year's is if you if you live, you got you're celebrating it. Yeah, I think it's a good way to get it out there and just have people watch it. Rather than what they did last time where some people would watch the first episode and be like, oh, this isn't for me. Yeah. And then just not watch it. But now we're getting a new episode every day. It's like, okay, I watched this one, didn't like it too much, but tomorrow's episode could be good or, you know. Yeah. And um, a lot of people are off during that time. Yeah. The kids don't have to go to sleep early. So you put those episodes out at like nine or whatever every day. Kids can stay up and watch it. You can make it a family thing because everybody's home. Mm. They don't have to go to work the next day. I need to work at a place like that. <laughs> Off for the holidays? Work at a school district. <sighs> yeah, we'll see. Um, but I guess we should get to our Christmas stuff since we're like 40 minutes in. Uh, do you want me to do mine first or yours? I could do mine first. All right. All right. So, as Steve said in the beginning, we uh, this is a holiday episode. Mm-hmm. So we figured we'd jump into some stories uh, that have to do with the holiday. Yeah. And that's uh, we actually didn't do a Christmas episode last year. We didn't? No. We did one the first year. Oh. Uh, and I had to excite. I only remember that because I had to go back to that one to figure out what I, what issues we read then. So I didn't do, redo it this time. I think we did like a Punisher one. Someone, one of us did. A I did a one. Doctor Doom one. Yeah. And I think you did Punisher. Uh, but this year I'm doing a Ghost Rider Xmas special. All right. This is one of the uh, Infinite comics on Marvel Unlimited. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this one doesn't. It's not very canon heavy. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you don't have to know what's happening uh, in the main. Ghost Rider story to know what's going on here, but it starts off with, uh, well, let me give a little bit of backstory. So currently, right now, there are multiple Ghost Riders. Well, there kind of were. Uh, One of them was Robbie Reyes, a guy from L.A., drives a muscle car. Uh, Spirit of Vengeance is inside of him. Not really. It's actually his uncle who's a serial killer. Uh whole lot of backstory I'm not going to get into. Yeah. But essentially, he's he's a ghost rider. Mm. Uh, he has a charger that he uh, drives called uh, his Hell Charger. And that's like his, you know, Johnny Blaze's bike equivalent. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Robbie Reyes is the focus of this story. Uh, so this story starts off with uh, we see kids walking out of school. Um, they're all just chit-chatting about uh, what happened that day. And one of the kids uh, makes fun of another kid for 
saying that he's going to bake cookies for Santa. Mm. Uh, and they're just like, oh, you still believe in Santa? You know, what's wrong with you? This and that. And the kid just seems a little, like, insecure. He's like, well, you know, I was just kidding. You know, I, I, I don't really believe in Santa. You know, that's for little babies. But really deep down, you know, he, he's feeling a little hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how I feel when I tell people I like the color pink. <laughs> it's for girls. It's a girl's color. Yeah, you're right. I hate it. I was just messing around, guys. So the the kids leave, and then the the kid who said he's gonna bake cookies, uh, he's sitting there, and he hears someone, you know, talk to him, and it turns out to be Robbie Reyes, and the little kid is his brother, uh, Gabe, mm-hmm. um, and so shout out Gabe, <laughs> Gabe and uh, Robbie are super close. They're they their parents aren't alive anymore, so Robbie mm-hmm. takes care of Gabe, um, and in some stories I can't tell. I think in the beginning it, it it's not important, so. Robbie takes care of Gabe, um, and when Robbie's there to take uh, to pick him up, uh, Eli, which is his uncle that's possessed, in, that's inside of him, mm-hmm. he tells him that he feels like an evil energy around, and he's like, "Let me take control, and you know we'll knock this out now." And Robbie's just like, "Calm down. There's no. We're out of school. There's what evil energy is here," and so he's just like, "Okay, whatever." So it goes on, and. Uh, Robbie and Gabe uh, get home and Robbie's just uh, asking Gabe how his day went and he's just like, oh, you know, the kid said Santa's not real and Robbie just trying to make him feel better. It just tells him, you know, if you really, you got to really believe in, you know, try to see Santa, you know, that's the only way you can prove that he's real. Mm. Um, and get, that kind of rejuvenates Gabe and he feels like, okay, yeah, like I don't have to listen to the kids at school. Like I just got to believe and one day, you know, I'll see Santa. Mm-hmm. So they get home and then, uh, they're just chilling and we jump to, uh, a different house that they just drove by. Uh, there's a mom and dad talking and they're talking about what they're going to get their kid for Christmas. Um, and they're all downstairs talking and then we jump to upstairs and we see the kid, going into a dark room in the house and he goes in there he sneaks in goes to the closet and pulls out a box and we see the family cat is tied up and the kid has like pliers and he's gonna you know harm the cat and then before he does anything though he hears something on the roof so he's like what the heck and it sounds like sleigh bells and Mm. stomping so he starts to wonder he's like what is that and then all of a sudden, when he looks out the window, a demonic face is in the window. And the parents hear that, they jump up, and then they run to the room, mm-hmm. and there's a huge hole on the side of the house, and the kid's gone. And so we jump back to Robbie Reyes's house, and again, Eli's talking to Robbie, saying, hey, let me take control. I feel that energy again. It's somewhere nearby. Yeah. And so Robbie's like, yeah, I feel it too. Uh you know, let's go check it out. So they hop in the charger, they start driving, and they start seeing all these different holes in the side of people's houses where they're just busted into. <laughs> and so they're just like, what the hell is this? And as they're driving, they see a sleigh with what looks like Santa mm-hmm. and reindeer. So they, and it's going super fast. Like the hell charger goes fast, mm-hmm. and this thing is going faster than the hell charger. So they're having trouble keeping up with it. They're weaving in and out of traffic, you know, trying to catch it and everything. 
and uh, it eventually starts taking off, and the hell charger of the car is not a flying vehicle, so they uh, latch onto it, and it's just taking them for a ride, and they're flying through the sky. Uh, they eventually end up in uh, Antarctica, or the North Pole, mm-hmm. and uh, Robbie wakes up. The charger is kind of out of commission right now, and he gets attacked by these little like elf things. Uh, look like little demons dressed in like Santa outfits, and we see like he he's overwhelmed just because there's a lot of them. He eventually takes them out, and he goes into this layer that he sees, and uh, it's Krampus. <laughs> so Krampus has kidnapped all these naughty kids, and if you guys don't know who Krampus is, he's like the evil version of Santa. Instead of giving gifts for kids, he kidnaps them and then takes them to his lair and eats them. Yeah. And so that's what he's doing here. He's he like Belschnickel. Yeah. <laughs> he has this sack full of kids that he's one by one just putting them into a pot and he's going to cook them and mm. eat them. And so Robbie shows up and, uh, you know, tries to fight him, but Krampus is super strong. Yeah. So he ends up taking him out pretty easily. Uh, Robbie gets knocked out and then Krampus is literally just stomping on his head. <laughs> Uh, and he he eventually knocks Robbie out. Uh, and when he eventually comes to, he has a vision of Santa telling him, like, you can do this if you believe in yourself. <laughs> and so with that, Robbie wakes up. He ignites the power of the Ghost Rider mm-hmm. and uh, defeats Krampus, finally. Uh, and then he takes the kids back to... Uh, their houses and the story ends but then we kind of get like a post-credit scene Mm. uh we go back to that original house where the kid had the cat and he goes to the closet to you know get the cat Mm. and he gets the box and the cat's gone and then we jump to or we turn and robbie's there with the cat and he says uh he has a lesson to teach naughty kids now (laughs) and that's where it ends all right not bad and then I I also did read another one. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a shorter one because it's part of the, what was it, the Marvel Holiday Spectacular from 2009. Mm-hmm. So it was only like, it's one book, but it had a whole bunch of different stories yeah. in it. Uh, the one I read was the first one where Santa had the Infinity Gauntlet mm-hmm. and the Illuminati uh, were trying to defeat him. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny because it, it starts off with, them it's really only like two pages uh it starts off with them like fighting santa and then it jumps back 20 minutes ago and santa's like oh i'm here i need help i can't deliver all these gifts in time so they decide okay let's give you the gauntlet to (laughs) accomplish what you need and then the power turns them evil so they end up fighting them and then they knock the gauntlet off uh and then, but he doesn't have his, his reindeer, so Tony gives him his uh, iron reindeer that he built. And he's able to deliver <laughs> presents. Like, why did he build iron reindeer? The, that's one of the, there's a, a panel where, uh, yeah, he flies off. And then all the Illuminati are standing there. And then Reed Richards is like, Tony, if you don't mind me saying. And then Xavier is like, it's okay, Reed. Black Bolt's thinking the same thing, too. Tony. It's pretty freaking weird that you had a robotic reindeer just laying around. (laughs) (laughs) And that's where it ends. (laughs) All right. Not too bad. I like that one. 
right, so um, the first one I did was uh, Marvel team up with Spider-Man and the Human Torch. And this is uh, Johnny Storm, Human Torch. Not Jim Hammond, for you old folks. And this is from uh, 1972. Damn. Yeah. And this one um, started with... uh, Peter Parker covering a polar bear swim for the Daily Bugle. Uh, he's kind of lost in thought because he's just like absentmindedly taking pictures of everything. And uh, out of nowhere, Sandman arrives on the beach that they're at. And Peter tries to stop him um, by changing into a Spider-Man outfit. You know, one thing that bothers me is like no one ever is like, I mean, they ask sometimes was like, Peter, where did you go? But it's always just like, uh, I, like, how long are you gonna hold back your thoughts and thinking that Peter might be Spider Man? You either think Peter Spider Man, or I need to stop hanging around this guy because he does not care for anyone else's well being. No. Like, anytime there's danger, he's the first. He one shoots out guy. first, <laughs> and like, even like they don't specifically say what beach they're at, but like. Spider-Man is always conveniently close to somewhere. Like, even as a superhero, like, it might take you a couple of minutes to get over to where you're going. Like, this guy is always ready for action. Yeah. And somebody's got to be putting one and two together. I just always imagine in the Marvel Universe that people just don't have common sense to think. Like, they only have, their mind only goes in, like, one or two steps. Yeah. And then they're just like, that's too much. And then they just stop thinking about it. Yeah, it's like uh, with uh, Superman. Mm. I saw somebody on Twitter say, like, oh, I saw one of my coworkers without their glasses on and thought it was somebody completely different. And now I understand how Superman gets away with it. <laughs> like, okay, cool. Once, yeah. I might get it. But when I, when I continuously see this person on TV saving the world, I got, like... I see this man's face. He looks exactly like my coworker. Yeah, the guy that works at the newspaper with me. The one with the glasses? That's him. I've seen this thing, not to stick on the Superman thing, but it said that in order for Clark to be in disguise as Clark and mm-hmm. for people not to recognize him, that he Superman can compress his spine to make himself look shorter. And... Uh, he does something like he he like hunches over, so he just looks more slumpy and like <laughs> just short. But even then, I'm like, that's fine. But I'm still even on TV. I'm still looking at Superman and looking at you. Like I can't tell how tall Superman is on TV. Mm. You still look like Superman. Yeah, yeah, even if he's five six in the office and he's like six two, <laughs> flying. I can't tell the difference if he's flying around. <laughs> no, you, he looks just like Clark. <laughs> It's got to be the same person. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, back to the story. Sandman shows up. Peter changes into Spider-Man. Uh, but Sandman is just not having it. Beats the crap out of him. Uh, deciding that Sandman has been more of a fi- Fantastic Four uh, villain at this point, which I I wasn't even aware of. Like, in 1972, Sandman like fought the Fantastic Four like a handful of times. <laughs> 
not more than Spider-Man, so I don't know where he got that logic from, but <laughs> just, the, just the fact that he's uh, out there fighting other heroes. I don't feel like he's up to their standard of... No. <laughs> like, I feel like Doctor Doom and Sandman shouldn't be on the same list for you. Like, one person on that team can turn you to glass pretty easily. Yeah. Another person can just put you in a bubble and you're done for. At True, that but point. they, I mean, they also did uh, fight uh, Pace Pop Pete. Yeah. So it's like, Sandman's definitely a step up from there. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, Spider-Man decides that uh, Sandman is a Fantastic Four villain at this point. So, Spider-Man decides to pay the Fantastic Four a visit at the Baxter building. And then when he gets there, uh, the only one that's there is the Human Torch, Johnny Storm. And those two agree to work together in trying to track down the Sandman. Um, and then while they do that, they stop some thieves from robbing Misty Knight of her Christmas presents. <laughs> and it is a very short instance that's all you see them savor they take off that's it <laughs> they don't stop and talk nothing uh finally tracking down the sandman the two heroes try to stop him but they're knocked out and left inside of a water tower while the sandman escapes breaking free the two track down sandman again and they learn that he broke out of prison to visit his sick mother for christmas so telling them that his mother doesn't know that he's a criminal the two heroes agree to let Sandman visit his mother on the promise that he returns himself to prison when he's done. Uh, so Spider-Man gives Sandman the gift that he intended to give to Gwen Stacy. And uh, so Sandman now has a gift for his mother. And then after the t- so Sandman's allotted time is up, the two check on his mother's apartment and find that Sandman escaped through the drain. <laughs> the two accept their loss and they celebrate the holidays before tracking down Sandman again. That was the end. Can the Sandman does? I know he can like change his size and like the shape of his you know body and everything. Mm-hmm. Can he also change and to like look like other people? I don't know. I would assume so. I don't know. I'm not sure. Villain to me because he's a sympathetic villain. Mm-hmm. Right, he's really doesn't want to do anything. Yeah. Besides just... Wait, because he was like that in... Was he like that in No Way Home, too? Yeah, he didn't really want to yeah. be there. He and then in Spider-Man 2, is the same way. Yeah. And then... It's one of the animated shows I watch. Or a couple of them, I think. Yeah. And in the game. Yeah. Yeah. Just a sad sack of man. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, that was uh, the team-up that I read, 1972, Spider-Man and Human Torch. Real simple. Uh, real Christmassy. Not really. Uh, they saved Misty Knight from her, from getting robbed. And, <laughs> and then they, just, they, they let their villain get away. So, And the second one I read was Howard the Duck, number three, uh, from 1980. And on this one, Christmas Eve, uh, Bev... Uh, who I believe is one of Howard's friends or girlfriend or whatever, uh, was decorating the Christmas tree while Howard brooded and looked outside the window. Uh, Their friends Lee and Claude stopped by their house after Bev invited them, as well as Claude's daughter, Carol. Claude introduced Carol to Howard, who noticed that she was very shy and didn't really want to be there. 
Um, as Lee proposed a toast, Carol smashed a Christmas ornament before expressing that she hated Christmas, and most of all, she hated her father, and she storms out of the apartment. <laughs> Sounds like a personal problem. Yeah, you better take that up at home. Don't bring <laughs> that to Howard's house. So Howard offers to go after her and brought her a coat. Uh, Carol claimed that she did not belong there, and Howard responded by claiming that he's a talking duck, and uh, I probably shouldn't be anywhere. <laughs> So, <laughs> kind of barking up the wrong tree here. So, Carol revealed that her parents split up on Christmas Day when she was nine. Um, Howard revealed that on Duck World, he enjoyed Christmas until he had siblings to share it with. Then, Howard recalled that uh, as a teenager, he left his family on Christmas Eve to meet his friends for a concert. After coming upon a toy store with a car that looked like the one his father had bought him for Christmas as a child, Howard ran back home. And then um, Carol expressed that she wanted to find a place where people loved each other, not only for one day of the year. Because you should love people every day. Can't tell me what to do. I'll tell you what to do, you little bitch. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, their conversation was interrupted when Santa Claus, although Howard didn't believe in Santa Claus at first, crash landed right next to them. At first, Carol was skeptical that it was actually Santa Claus, uh, but then she met an elf named Sunquist. I don't. It's, it's Sunquist. Yeah, S U N Q U I S T. I can call him Sunquist if that makes everybody <laughs> more comfortable. We'll stick with that. Um, so yeah, she ran into one of his elves named Sunquist, uh, who realized that the sleigh had run out of gas. And revealed that the sleigh was pulled by a flying reindeer until the ASPCA stopped them. (laughs) (laughs) So Howard showed them the way to the garage so that they could refill the fuel tanks. Santa Claus offered to take both Howard and Carol to the North Pole so that he could pay him for the gas. Howard was amazed when they reached the North Pole and saw Santa's workshop. When Santa returned, he learned that the... (laughs) The pinball lizard, one of his shop managers, <laughs> <laughs> led a revolt, essentially hijacking Christmas. After hearing what happened, Howard attempted to leave for Cleveland, but Carol insisted that they needed to help Santa so there could be real Christmas again. <laughs> Howard decided to help Santa, who was confronting pinball lizard. As Santa and his elves were about to give up, Carol and Howard both convinced Santa to fight for Christmas. Howard used a talking toy cannonball to destroy the gate of the workshop, allowing Santa and his forces to make a charge. As Santa's forces were winning, Pinball Lizard attempted to escape in a balloon and attempted to take control of the North Pole nuclear power plant. So much is happening here. (laughs) Santa revealed that if Pinball Lizard shut down the power plant, the cooling systems would overload and the fuel would melt down Earth through itself. Until it reached, it would melt a hole through the earth until it reached Antarctica. Where it would shoot out the other end, causing the planet to deflate and self destruct. <laughs> <laughs> Howard contemplated helping Santa before they advanced outside of the plant, where they met uh, the Eskimo chief, Ulukuk. I don't know if that's offensive or not, so I'm sorry. <laughs> but it sounds kind of offensive. And uh, who had also helped uh, to, who had also planned to help Santa. 
Meanwhile, in the plant, greedy killer Watt <laughs> reprimanded Pinball Lizard for his failure and would have to reveal himself. Greedy killer Watt revealed that he was a scientist at Three Mile Island Nuclear Facility during the accident before mutating into a living light bulb, which made others shun him and laugh at him. So he planned to steal Christmas, which they held most dear. Uh, when Santa and his forces entered the power plant, Killer Watt sent his metamorphosized bestiary to attack them. There's so much going on in this. <laughs> Harold and Cal- uh, Howard Watt in the control room. After Killer Watt revealed that his plan was to kidnap Christmas and it failed, he attempted to shut down the power plant but was shot in the head by Sunkiss. <laughs> Causing uh, his metamorphosized bestiary and trolls and the pinball lizard to revert to their original forms. <clears throat> Afterward, Santa shut down the plant and decided to use solar power for his workshop and organic fuels for his sleigh. However, Santa's sleigh was shattered, so Sunkiss transformed a dog sled into a sleigh and used it to return Howard and Carol to Cleveland with presents for the others. Carol embraced her father and apologized for hating him. Well, Bev and... I, so I thought this lady's name was Wanda and they kept misspelling it. Uh, but her name is... Uh, Carol's mom's name is Winda. <laughs> <laughs> so Bev and Winda asked Howard... Asked how Howard convinced Carol to like Christmas. And he claimed that they wouldn't believe him before looking outside the window and seeing Santa Claus flying above their house. <laughs> The end. Wow. A lot happened in that issue. It was a lot, but I didn't hate it. No. That's why I like Howard the Duck. (laughs) It was a bunch of chaos, but like when you... If this happened in a Spider-Man book, I'd be like, this is kind of stupid. Yeah. But because I know that this is all taking place in a book based off of a talking... (laughs) Cigar-smoking duck. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that that makes sense. It makes sense. (laughs) It's, it's not that weird. <sighs> Man, that's all we got for Christmas, dog. And a Merry Christmas to you Merry all. Merry Christmas to you and a Happy New Year, you filthy animals. Yes, people. Is this the last show of the of the year? It might be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got to work on some stuff. We're, We're trying to come around. up with new ideas for you guys yeah. to... Uh, yeah, because, I mean, we, we want to evolve. We want the show to evolve. We want the show to keep going. Yeah. But we realize we can't maintain it with the content we're, we're putting out now. Yeah. So we're going to try to come up with some new stuff for you guys. A new year means new ideas. New ideas, new fun. New concepts. So keep your ears open, your yeah. eyes on the prize. Hopefully, uh We'll bring something new for you guys. Yeah. So just hang in there. Thanks for listening uh, this past year, really. Uh, the beginning of the year, we were going strong. We kind of, <laughs> uh, we had some sicknesses in between. Mm-hmm. They kind of threw us off a little bit. Um, so we fizzled out, and then we came back uh, a little strong towards the end. But uh, the, either way, thanks for listening. Thanks for um just thanks for being here, guys. We definitely appreciate you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll definitely be back before Memories Guaranteed does. Uh, 
That's a guarantee. <laughs> That's a web heads guarantee, baby. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we'll be back with some new stuff. We, I can't guarantee we'll be back for the end of the the year. But uh, when we come back, we're gonna be coming back with some good stuff. Yep. So thanks, guys. Appreciate you. Bye. Stay safe. Bye. And all the sounds.